The fourth aliyah continues with the, um, with the discussion about who we can marry, and it talks about the convert from the nation of Edom or from Mitzrayim. And interestingly, over here, Rashi tells us that we see the rules are more lenient over here, whereas Ammon and Moab, who brought the Jewish people to sin, we can never marry a, con- a, a person from their nation. Edom and the Edomites and the Egyptians who were physically bad to the Jews and attacked them and hurt them, enslaved them, after they convert, a third generation convert could marry a Jew. And we see that physically hurting us is less, though obviously terrible, less in our eyes than bringing us to sin. We always have an appreciation for those who helped us. Interestingly, in the Torah says, you have to appreciate the bottom line, we lived in the land of Egypt, we have appreciation for them. The Aliyah goes on with a discussion about when the Jews are at war. And when you're at war, things are, are heightened emotions and there's potential, the the, uh, there's potential for it to fall, to slip. We have to ensure that our encampment stays pure. As we discussed, putting our puzzle pieces back together all the way to the sanctity of the encampment and the three levels that we talked about in the book of Numbers of Bamidbar. Um, there are times when a person becomes impure and he would not be able to go into the, the most center part of the encampment near the tabernacle, near the Mishkan, until he went to the mikveh and the sunset. There are other times where you would have to go to you would have to go out of the entire encampment, out of the clouds of glory. And this is again a reminder of the sanctity, of the sanctity of the encampment of the Jewish people. Interesting little note that's given over here, a, an appreciation of the sanctity and how special it is to live in the land of Israel. A slave who runs away to the land of Israel, there's an interesting discussion about the, about the prohibition of sending him back out of Israel to return him to his master because then you're sending him out of Israel and being in the land of Israel, such a holy and special place. The Torah goes on with a discussion about payments for sin. A person who pays a woman for, to engage in a sinful relation in relation, um, relations, there it's called an esnan, an esnan zone of the gifts to the to the prostitute, and it is prohibited to use that as a sacrifice to to Hashem as an offering. It's an unholy item. It's a, if you will, a dirty item used from the product of a sin, and it can't be brought as an offering. Two more uh, things that the, Aliyah, that the Aliyah teaches us. One is about interest, what we call ribis. And over here, the term makes it clear that the prohibition is both on the one giving the loan to charge, to charge interest as well as to the one taking the loan. I can't say, well, I need money. I'm willing to pay interest. The Torah says that's not the way Jews take care of each other, and you're not allowed to pay it. It's prohibited to pay the interest on that. Um, the Torah goes on, and the Aliyah wraps up with the mitzvah of Baal Ta'achir, that a person who is inspired and he, and he, and he may, takes an oath that he's going to give a gift to the temple, a special offering called a neder, and he takes that vow, which we discussed back in Parshas Matos, takes that, this, in this case it's a vow, an oath, that he's going to bring offerings. He has to ensure that he gives it that offering, brings it to the temple, and, and it's brought as an offering on the altar before three festivals pass. Otherwise, he has transgressed both a positive and a negative commandment of Baal Ta'achir, of, of ensuring that he fulfills his, his, uh, his vows, his oaths to Hashem.